What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. episode. I love doing these little deep dives on concepts that I've just been, you know, marinating on. I get my best ideas for these things when I'm on very long walks. And TBH guys, I'm moving to Philly soon and I'm a little worried that there's not enough green space for walking around, which I never thought I would say about New York that like there's so much green space here, but it's just because I live in Brooklyn and I'm close to three really big parks. When I did my like scoping out of Philly before I moved, there wasn't as many parks, so I was quite stressed about that. But with that being said, I'm deep in the thick of moving by the time you're hearing this. I'm pre-recording because I'm a time management whiz, and I am definitely going to be experiencing a lot of like changes and confusion and new routines, new stuff, and I love this. I love a big life change, a big, you know, transition in life because it feels like a fresh start. So I'm going to be implementing new routines, new things that I am enjoying, stuff like that. And you can definitely check a lot of that out in the Sunday solo episodes because I give life updates every week on there. Plus I've been vlogging everything on YouTube. So you should be seeing that too. But I also know that with big transitions and with big changes in life, it's so important to make sure that you are resting and that you're taking time for yourself and for self-reflection. And something I've recognized over the past few months is that my concept of rest and relaxation has definitely been like informed by social media a lot. And I think that with the pandemic, a lot of us started viewing like rest and relaxation as being like homebodies where we would stay home all the time. And I even made one of my most viral TikToks was about Friday nights alone and how I like spending time alone. And solitude is very, very important. But I think a lot of us were starting to feel bad because a lot of people were making being a homebody into their personality when that's not actually the only way to rest and restore. And in fact, it can be kind of dangerous if you don't connect with others in this lifetime. So after talking to a couple of my friends, I came up with this concept that there are four different types of rest and we need all four to be our best selves, but not all rest is the same thing. So we have to be a little bit more intentional about what kind of rest we're getting and make sure that we're balancing that, make sure that we are, we're not doing too much of a good thing or not enough of a bad thing. You know what I mean? Because when it comes to our life and our lifestyles, you're not always going to be able to have a Friday night alone, nor are you going to always want to have a Friday night alone. That's not a personal policy that I think like has to be applied to your life. I think we live life in seasons, and sometimes we need more of one thing than we do of another. So I wanted to get into my four types of rest that I enjoy, how I like to go about them, what can be dangerous about each of them, and what can be great about each of them. 
And this way, hopefully this framework will help you think a little bit more intentionally about the things that you're doing so that when you get to a place where you're not feeling 100% yourself or you feel uncomfortable in your body, you can ask yourself, wait, what is working for me? Have I been restorative in this way? Have I been pampering myself? Like, what can I do? What do I really need right now? Because sometimes when we're feeling really uncomfortable or we start to feel off, but we're like, but I've been doing my routines, but I've been doing this. It's like, oh, I haven't talked to my best friend in a few weeks. Maybe that's what's off. So I'm going to get into the four types of rest. Before we do though, I want to remind you that the two classic Terry Cloth launch is coming very soon. And I want you to sign up at the email list in our show notes if you haven't already, because email list subscribers are getting first access to the robe and the very special additions on top of the robe. I hope that it's been announced by now and you guys can see how cool it is. And this is a limited quantity order. So you're going to have to be signed up if you want access to it. It comes with the same amazing features like the attached belt and the adjustable sleeves as the other too cozy robe that we have. And you all are going to love all of the additions that you can make to it. It's available for a limited time. So make sure you've checked it out and that you're signed up. And if you want to enter to win a too cozy robe, you can sign up down below as well. We give one away every single week to those on our email list. So make sure you're subscribed down below and that you're following us on Instagram and TikTok so that you can get really fun updates. So with that, let's get into the four types of rest. So in my opinion, there's four types of rest. The first is blobbing. The second is connecting. The third is restoring. And the fourth is pampering. They're in no particular order, honestly, guys. They're really not. So let me just jump into the definition of each of them. And then we can get into what they look like for me and when they can get dangerous. So blobbing. Blobbing is when you just turn your brain off. It can get it can be very much like sitting on your couch with some takeout watching Love Island UK. That's how it is for me sometimes. And it can also look like sitting in a bath and literally just like chilling, scrolling on TikTok, scrolling on Twitter or threads, LOL. Or it can look like literally just doing nothing. When I was working a ton while I was at Google doing content, etc. I would need one blob day every single week where I have no appointments that day, nothing that's it's on my schedule. I can just lay in my bed, eat whatever I want, watch whatever I want on TV, sitting in my robe, just like vibing out. And blobbing is so important because we use our brains way too much sometimes. We are always thinking, we're always overthinking, we're always doing too much. And we need time to sit around and do nothing, oftentimes alone, if we are going to be calm, cool, and collected at other points in life. You have to give yourself space. So for me, my perfect blob day looks like waking up, no alarm. Going on a walk if I want to, but sometimes just grabbing a really good coffee, sitting in my bed, turning on some sort of trash reality television, I got into Love Island UK. I love to do anything Bravo. I love all of that so, so much. I'm just turning that on. I'm not concerned about my screen time for the day. I am eating literally whatever I want. I'm ordering on DoorDash or something like that. And I'm just vibing. Am I putting on real clothes? Hell no. 
And that is how I like to blob. I like to have that just do nothing and no one can say anything to me. It is so restorative because oftentimes at the end of the day, you're like, damn, thank God I just did nothing today. And then you feel more inspired to do something the next day, or you at least just feel like restful and like chill after that. You know what I mean? So for me, it used to be that I would have to have like one blob day a week. Now that I'm going into school, I don't know how much, it might just be one blob afternoon per week or something like that. But I just like, know that that's one of my biggest ways of rest and restorative time. Some people don't need blob days. Some people don't, but I do. So that's my first one. The second one is connecting. This is when we are hanging out with other people. And the way I realized how great this is, is that I started to notice if I didn't hang out with people or have dinner with my friends or chat with people for a while, I would start to feel a little weird and a little just like off. And after I went to Martha's Vineyard with my girlfriends for the 4th of July, and I came back and I didn't feel exhausted or tired or like I needed like a day to recover, that's when I realized like, oh, connecting with people is a way to fill your cup if it's with the right people. If you are going into social events, a lot of times they can be really draining. Like I don't expect every social event I go to to fill up my cup. In fact, the majority don't. But when you're with the right people and the people that love you, that's when connection can be really restorative and in that way restful and provide the pleasure and the joy that we as a human race really need to feel like happy. Connecting with others for sometimes it just looks like Snapchatting my little siblings on a daily basis and that makes me feel good because I'm connected to them. Sometimes it looks like going on a girl's trip and going with the girls that you really, really love and feeling comfortable with that. Sometimes it looks like going on a date with your partner where you don't have your phones. For me and Jeff, sometimes it just looks like going on a long like walk together and just vibing. Sometimes it looks like hosting a dinner party for your friends or hosting, having everyone over for some wine and watching another reality TV show or something like that. But connection is so important for it used to be for me calling my grandma every few days before she passed and and with my family sometimes it looks like just calling my mom I try to call my mom every week at least to be connected and stay connected with her but when we don't connect with people we can get so in our own heads and think about ourselves too much to the point where we don't actually have a good understanding or perspective on what's going on around us so we have to absolutely make sure that we are connecting to people so that we can stay our best selves. And also because when you're connecting with others, you are not the only one that is benefiting from the connection. You and other people, as a human race, we're designed to want to help others and that we want to be in connection with others. So when you are connecting with other people, you are in turn doing something for them and they're doing something for you. I think that after the pandemic, I was guilty of being very afraid and like socially anxious and not really wanting to hang out with people. But I've really reframed that mindset and thought about how important it is to connection and to push myself out of my comfort zone and stay connected to people, but also to know when to leave a situation. Because like I said, every social event, party, dinner that you're invited to is not going to be restorative for you. So you're going to have to remember, okay, hey, wait a second. I will come to this for 30 minutes because I know it's good for my career or it's good for, or I'm helping somebody else out by being here. But you don't have to stay somewhere where you don't feel comfortable. You can always leave. You know what I mean? 
The next type of rest is restorative. So restorative rest is doing things for your body that help you get out of your mind into your body and that create space for you to restore. So for me, the biggest way I do this is through long walks. And I guess this is a form of like active rest, but the restoration is what's the most, the key word here, because it can be restorative to blob. It can be restorative to go on a girl's trip, but what's also restorative is to move your body and release the stagnant energy that's in your body because of how much you've been thinking about work or how much you've been worried about this guy who's not texting you back. Like It's so restorative to get outside into nature or to get into the gym or to get into a really intense spin class that just makes you feel on top of the world. That is so crucial to being our best selves. So I feel like I used to think of like working out and moving my body and stuff like that as a chore. And now I know that for my mental health, it has to be done every day because it is so restorative for my mind. And when I don't have the release of endorphins or the serotonin that comes from a long, beautiful walk by the water, I don't feel as good. And this is something that's different for everybody. Some people don't like walking. My boyfriend loves a run. One of my friends is obsessed with berries. Another one loves going to solid core. And moving your body is one way to be super restored. This can also look like taking care of your physical appearance, like with really incredible skincare routine that you do every morning and every night. And that's your time to really connect with yourself. It can also look like being something like like making sure you're taking care of your body with certain foods that make you feel your best. These are all individual. I don't want to like prescribe any sort of health regimen to anybody, but whatever it is that restores your body and makes you feel vibrant. I think vibrant is my favorite way to describe this feeling of just feeling like, yes, like I feel healthy. I feel good and I feel confident. And that feeling when you get back from a long walk and you're like a little bit sweaty and you walk into air conditioning and you just sit down and you're feeling so much better than you were before you left. That is the feeling that I'm talking about here. And you can accomplish this by just making sure that you're putting some form of restorative rest into your day every single day. And that's going to help you in so many ways. The fourth and final type of rest is pampering. And I think this is the sort of glamorized version of self-love and self-care that everyone is always talking about and railing against. And this is things like getting and booking yourself a massage. This is my favorite thing to do. And in fact, you know what I need to do? And I'm going to do right after this episode is I'm going to book myself like a monthly massage while I'm in school because I just know, girl, I'm about to be stressed and my stress isn't like stored in my mind. Like I don't get anxious. My body reacts. So I get sick when I'm stressed or I get my MS symptoms drop pop back up. So I have to get like, I feel like getting massages, like my therapist literally like forces me to get massages. So I absolutely would say this is like pampering stuff. This is going to the sauna. This is going to the steam room. This is booking yourself a spa retreat. This is taking a bath in the middle of the day with an expensive face mask on and a little, you know, if it's the middle of the day, I'm doing a little poppy or getting yourself a glass of champagne. This is pampering. This is indulgence. And we need this too because we need to, we only live once. 
treat yourself. You know what I mean? You only live once. You have to make space for yourself to feel comfortable and proud and reflective of your body. And a good way to do that is through a big action step like booking yourself a massage. What that says to yourself is, oh, I value how I feel or I value my body. I'm grateful for my body. I'm going to take the time to pamper it a little bit. These are really important things to do to signal to your brain that you love yourself, that you're proud of yourself, and that you're here to take care of yourself. It doesn't always have to be a big treat. Like You don't only have to get a massage on your birthday. You can give it to yourself because you know that you deserve it. These little pampering things, all of us deserve to add these to our lives in little ways every so often. As I said at the beginning of this episode, each type of rest is needed in different ways and at different times, but each type of rest can also be dangerous if it's done too much or too little. Let me run through the dangers of each of these things and how we can try to make sure that we are staying balanced with each of them. So for blobbing, for example, when you are turning your brain off, eating chips, and watching Love Island. That is so helpful for me to do like once a week, once a month, stuff like that. But if I do that for too long, it can really turn into depression for me because when I'm not nourishing my body or when I'm over inundated with reality television, which is not reality, which is just people being stupid and crazy online, that can become toxic because you're not living outside of yourself. You haven't talked to anybody in days. You're just consuming and you're not creating, you're not being reflective, you're not reacting to things. So it's very good to do when you want to turn your brain off, but it's not amazing to do when you're already in a negative state of mind. When I'm in a negative state of mind or I can feel like depression coming on, that's when I need to do more connection and and restoration rather than blobbing. Because if you go, if you're in a negative place or say, oh, the worst time to blob, guys, is when we hit daylight savings and it's winter time and it's dark out 24-7, you haven't seen anybody in days, and all you're going to do the whole weekend is nothing and stay on your couch and eat chips, sometimes that's fine, but if you do it too much, then at that point, you are asking, you're not asking because mental health, you know what I mean? You kind of are asking for just negative spiraling, you know? So if you do that too much, it's not great, but it's good to do every once in a while. Connection. This is so amazing and restorative and has been probably the biggest piece of inspiration and happiness for me over the past six months. However, if you are connecting with people 24-7 and you look up and it's been six months since you had an honest chat with yourself, since you had a night alone, that's when you are doing a little too much in this area. So I used to have friends who would go out every single night and it didn't matter who it was with, they just needed to be outside. And it's because they were too afraid to be alone with themselves. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're experiencing, but you have to face it at some point and you can't always just sit and be with people 24-7 so that you can tune out your own thoughts. Being self-reflective is crucial and oftentimes when you're doing a little bit too much connecting with others, what you're not doing is is restoring or pampering yourself. And yes, these are fun things to do with other people, but when you don't have a moment alone, you are reacting to other people outside of you. You're not actually being proactive about what you want and what makes you happy. And you can't really be present and enjoy these things when you are constantly with other people. Now, I'm with other people a lot. I mean, Jeff and I are going to be 
living together for the next two months. I'm going to be in B school, stuff like that. So connection is going to be big for me. But that doesn't mean that it is going to be the only way that I'm restoring and resting. I'm also going to have to be making time to pamper myself, making time to blob every so often when I need to and telling Jeff, get out of the house. I need to just chill. Connecting is great, but don't do it when you haven't had a moment to yourself in six months restoring. Oh my gosh. So doing things that make you feel good physically is really helpful for for rest and for being your best self. However, if you get to a point where you start to obsess and overthink here, then that's when it can become something that's not toxic that that's toxic for you and doesn't really help. So, for example, if going on long walks and working out every day and eating healthy and drinking green juice is really important to you and it comes at the expense of having a night out with your friends or comes at the expense of grabbing pizza with the guy you're seeing or it comes at the expense of enjoying a weekend in a new city. That's when it can become toxic because doing restorative things is amazing for us, but we have to have balance because being present at the end of the day is always the most important thing that we can do. And when you are too focused on your body and feeling healthful and vi- and feeling a sense of vitality at all times, you can start to become a little bit too obsessed and sacrifice the reality of being in the moment. And this is really important to bring in because a lot of our emotions can be released through our bodies and our health and our mental health, all of it is really tied to the foods we eat and who we are. But it is not always the best way for us to enjoy life because sometimes that means letting go of some healthful things so that we can enjoy where we are in the moment. You can have both. You don't have to have one or the other. And then pampering. Sometimes we need pampering because we love to invest in ourselves. But I think I kind of fell victim to this too, where it was like, oh, I'm just going to treat myself. I'm just going to treat myself. And then by that point, treating yourself becomes something that you're doing 24-7 and you're not ever like doing the work that you need to be doing or you're not actually connecting with people because you're at home too much in the bathtub. Like, come on, girl. Or you're spending too much money that like you don't have on these things that you're saying you're doing in the name of, quote, self-care. This is not healthy. This is not smart to be over pampering yourself. Pampering should feel good and it can feel the place where it gets the most dangerous is that when you start to feel guilty for it. So you book yourself a massage, but you didn't really have the money to book that massage and you are laying in the massage chair feeling insanely guilty for spending money on yourself. That is not pampering. That's not restful. That's not restorative. That is putting yourself in a negative place. The pampering things you can do, you've got to do them from a place of abundance and excitement as opposed to a place of, I'm doing this because I know I should be self-caring. You should look at your budget, see what you can afford. And a lot of times that's just a nice face mask that you grabbed at Sephora in the take in the little mini line and running yourself a bath and watching something really fun that you bought on Amazon in your bathtub. These little things are all important, but they can't all be done alone and they can't all be, they all have to be done in tandem with one another. So sometimes when say you have been going out too much, hanging out with friends and you are loving it, but you're still feeling a little off, that's when you know, okay, I need some time to myself. I'm going to blob or I'm going to pamper. 
think about it in these few ways next time you are feeling off or next time you're planning your week or you want to do something fun for yourself. My challenge for you guys is to actually look at your next few months, days, slash weeks and ask yourself, hey, how much rest am I getting here and where can I add more fun? Where can I add rest into my life and add something that's more restorative? Where can I add some blob time? Where can I have some pampering time? And then when you're getting to that place, you can get so excited because you're like, yes, I know that this is what I need right now. Or look at your calendar and maybe you have a huge test next week. And after the test, think about how you're going to rest and restore after that. Are you going to book a massage? Are you going to blob? Are you going to go out with your friends to the club? Or are you going to go running or something like, girl, even saying that sounds insane going running after this, but some of y'all are like that. Some of y'all reward yourself with physical activity. It's not me, but it's some of y'all. So anyhow, I really liked this framework because it made me feel excited about my upcoming lifestyle, etc. And made me feel a little bit better about how I rest and restore because sometimes going out with your friends and staying out until 3 a.m. at the club is rest and rest and restoration. And sometimes it does look like that typical bathtub shot, sitting in the bath or in your robe, you're too cozy or you're too classic robe, obviously, and enjoying yourself with some takeout. So whatever it is for you, I hope this framework helps you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more little clips. And if you really liked this episode or if you've liked any of our previous episodes, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Music and on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. If you leave us a rating and review, it takes two minutes and it really helps our show grow. So I would really appreciate that. And with all that being said, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.